Alright, hi everyone. So this week we are talking about intuition and I am so excited to really have this conversation. Um, intuition, at least for me, is is one of the things that I really want to dive deeper into, especially from others, because I think that when we can really trust our intuition and tap into our intuition, we can start to move from a place that feels really in alignment with how we wish to show up and obviously how we want to connect with our children and our partners and the world. And when we can move from this place, this intuitive place, then we can show others that it's possible as well. Um, most importantly, our children. We can really allow our children to know what their intuition is and how to use it and how to harness it and, um, you know, be able to use that in the world. So let's talk intuition. And one of the things that you'll probably learn about me as we, um, create this relationship <laughs> that we're creating right now through this podcast is that when I dive into subjects, I the first thing that I like to do is look up the definition of the word and also the root meaning. So I like to kind of notice where it comes from, right? Like every word comes from a source. And I like to tap into that kind of ancient wisdom. Why was this word put together the way that it was? And why does it have this definite definition? So we're going to start there with the word intuition and look at the definition of it. And the definition of intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. And we're going to break this down because as with all definitions, they really encompass exactly what, what the word means, right? So what does this, what does this mean about intuition? Well, it means that our intuition doesn't usually make sense, right? It's, it's something that we that we hear without the need for conscious reasoning. So it's just something that occurs to us. And we're going to get into how we feel intuition because there are five different ways and you're going to be stronger in one area or another. But however we receive the intuitive information, it usually doesn't make logical sense. And that could be in the moment it doesn't make logical sense or it could never make logical sense. And we'll talk about different stories where both are true, but really it's about just starting to um, understand how to receive the intuition and getting out of the way. So getting, getting your mind out of the way of your intuition, because immediately when you get intuitive hits, what our mind does is it tries to latch onto them and say, this doesn't make sense. And here's, you know, an, a million reasons why. And we want to be able to receive our intuitive hits and keep our thoughts and our minds separate from it so that we can understand the real difference between intuition and thoughts. And we'll get into that as well um, during our practice today. So that's the first thing. What does it mean? It means that usually it doesn't make sense and that's okay. The second thing that it means is that it's an ability, right? The definition is the ability to understand something immediately. So an ability is something that we could be born with, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we are strong in listening to it or receiving it, mainly because over time, perhaps we lost that ability or lost 
um, the sense to to really be able to receive the information clearly, right? So kind of in our society, at least this is the way that I look at it, intuition hasn't been something that has really been at the forefront. We haven't really um, trusted it. We've we've trusted logic more. And of course, right, like that has a place, um, you know, don't leave me negative DMs. I know that that has a place, but intuition hasn't been something over the last, I would say, 100 years that people have really felt like they could trust because in a way we started to think it was woo woo, right? Like listen to the science and, you know, don't listen to yourself. So this is a way to kind of come back to know that intuition is an ability that we all have and it is a, an ability that we need to strengthen. So an analogy that I like to give is, you know, just as you have to strengthen your bicep, right? You do bicep curls. It's the same with your intuition. You have to open to it and start to receive it and just do that often, right? So you receive these intuitive hits and maybe play around with listening to them and see what happens. And I'll give you an example. And this is a really simple one. Every morning, um, I wake up early or earlier than my family. I like need this special time in the morning, this special quiet time. And one of the things that I do, I, I walk downstairs, I get my coffee, I get my breakfast, and then I head over to the couch and I always have a stack of books on the stand next to my couch. And it's usually like five books, um, that I'm reading all at once. And for the longest time, you know, I would just go pick the book that uh, my mind was telling me that I wanted to read. And over the last few years, what I've noticed is that before, you know, while I'm getting my coffee or my breakfast, before I even get to picking a book, I'll get this intuitive hit of which book I'm supposed to pick up. And often it's the one I don't want to. And I'll actually see my mind being like, no, I don't feel like reading that book right now. But I'll have this strong sense, this strong intuition that that's the book I need to pick up. And through the years, I've played with this and I've started to pick up that book, even though logically I don't want to pick it up. And every single time that I do this, I read exactly what I needed to hear. And whether that's something that I needed to hear in the moment or it's something that's going to help me that day, right? Like a conversation comes up and I had read something that really helped me to um, be in that conversation at a higher level. So that's just one example of starting to listen and playing, right? Like no one's going to get hurt if I pick one book or the other, but it's a way for me to listen to my intuition and play with it and see, okay, I'm listening. Let's see what occurs. So one quick example. So this, like we said, it's the ability and you can use, um, or find different ways to strengthen that ability. However you see fit, that book is just an example, but I'm sure you can think of other ways that you can do that as well. Um, so how do we strengthen it? Um, you know, we strengthen it by paying attention. So for the book example, I just started paying attention to what I was hearing when I was making breakfast or when I was, you know, getting my coffee. And often it wasn't a conscious thing. It wasn't like, oh, I, I better start listening to my intuition. It would just come through. And I was just open enough to receive the information. So we really want to start to pay attention. And I'm going to give you another story. And over, I would say, the last three years, there has been two stories that have occurred that have really allowed me to understand intuition and manifestation. 
And I think that they're pretty intertwined, at least in in my experience. So let me share two of these stories just to allow you to perhaps better understand these things. The first one is called the leaf story. (laughs) And the story is so funny. It's all about a leaf. (laughs) But it happened um, two years ago. It was the fall. I live in New York City. And every day, every morning, I take my daughter to daycare. And we have the stroller. This is before my son was born. We have the stroller. I would stroll her the 15-minute walk over to daycare. And I had like a schedule. So I would drop her off at 9 o'clock. And I would know that after I drop her off, I have an hour from 9 to 10 to go for my walk. And I always do this walk. It's like my my moving meditation. It's my self-care practice. And then after that, I get into work. So I know that I have a full day of work. I have meetings and my time is very, you know, blocked off. And on this day, it was especially busy. And I knew that like, I couldn't be late to daycare. I had to get her there at nine. I didn't have any wiggle room. So I was taking her in the stroller. And like I said, it was fall time. And around this age of my daughter, she had this thing where every time she saw a leaf, she wanted to give it to me. I think at one point I told her I really liked leaves and you know how kids are. Like then she just wanted to give me every leaf. And whenever I would walk, she would always pick up the leaves. Or if we were strolling, she would ask me to stop the stroller so she could get the leaf. But this day we were, we were busy, right? I was in a hurry and I'm strolling the stroller and she goes, Oh mama, mama, stop, stop. Look, I see the biggest leaf ever. You have to pick it up. And I'm like in go mode and I'm like, we can't get the leaf. We just have to keep going. I'll get the leaf later. After I drop you off on the way back, I'll pick up the leaf. And she seemed pretty satisfied with that. But I knew in my head, Oh my goodness, I have to get this leaf because like, she'll know if I don't get it and I have to bring it home and whatever. So I just kind of look around, see where the leaf was and just keep going and, you know, beeline it for the daycare to get into my schedule. So I get her to the daycare, I drop her off and I start going for my walk. I pop in my headphones and I often listen to podcasts when I'm walking. So I put on this podcast that I'm listening to and it just so happens that this podcast um, is around energy work and it's talking about the chakras. And one thing that you'll learn about me through this um, podcast is that I was very skeptical of all of this work that I talk about at one point in time. And two years ago, I was still pretty skeptical of the chakras, but I was starting to open up to the idea of it because of different experiences that I have had. So on this particular day, that's what was occurring. I'm listening to this podcast. This woman's talking about the chakras. I'm like, semi-skeptical of what she's saying and, you know, rolling my eyes at certain points and just walking around trying to get my hour walk in. So at some point, this woman, and I forget her name, I'll have to remember it um, because I actually have two of her books and they're just not around me at the moment, but I do want to share her work because it is um, very, very um, amazing. But anyway, she was talking about the chakras and she starts to talk about the chakra that's above our head. I believe it was like the eighth chakra. And she's like, you know, if you flip your palm, so you could do this even now, you could flip your palm up and just imagine that you could press up up into something that's about six feet above your head. So just have your palm facing the ceiling and just kind of press up. So I'm doing this, like walking around New York City on the street because I'm like, whatever. And I just do it. And I'm like, oh, I kind of feel what she's saying. She's saying that you can feel, you know, if you're really... um, 
if you're really present, you can kind of feel the the base of this chakra. So I'm pressing up. I'm like, okay, okay, I, I feel that. Like, keep talking. And as she's talking, I'm like, okay, well, if this is really true, right? Like, if there's a chakra above my head and there's chakras through my body, again, I'm super skeptical at this point, and there's chakras on my hand, well, then like I should be able to call a leaf into my hand. So I'm like walking on this New York street and I'm like, well, if I can mindfully imagine that one of these leaves on the ground could fly into my hand. And if that happens, then I'll believe in this mumbo jumbo. (laughs) So I'm walking and I'm, you know, trying to awaken my hand chakra, not even knowing how to do that at that time. And, you know, just thinking, okay, if a leaf lands in my hand, then I'll believe. And if it doesn't, I don't believe. So of course I'm walking and a, a leaf doesn't magically live off the ground and go into my hand. That's not how the story goes. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, whatever. And then of course I just keep listening to podcasts and I forget that I even did that. And, um, I get closer to my house. And when I'm arriving at my house, I check out my watch and there's about still 15 minutes left in my walk. I'd only been walking for 45 minutes and I'm like, oh, I really want to make sure I get in these 15 minutes. Let me just, you know, walk around the block. So I walk around the block and I'm passing houses close to my house, houses I've passed passed a million times. And for whatever reason, I look up at one of the backyards of one of the houses and I see this this little like leaf statue thing. It's almost like this... Um, this metal leaf art that's hanging from one of like a stair railing. So there's like some stairs to go up into the house and hanging on the railing is this metal leaf um, art and it's just a face and it's this big leaf. And when I see it, I remember, I'm like, oh goodness, I have to go get that big leaf that I promised my daughter I would get. Oh gosh, I now it's like, you know, I'm worried about time because now I have to run to make sure I get to this specific spot to try and find this huge leaf and bring it home. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it, right? But I see the leaf and I'm like, oh gosh, I got to go get that. So I, I walk fast, go get the leaf, and finally I get into this, get to the spot. I see the huge leaf, which it was very massive. She was right to want to pick it up. And I pick it up, and I turn around, and I take about three steps. And right when my foot hits that third step, I feel this leaf in my hand. And I look down at it, and it was the moment where I understood manifestation and I understood intuition because I had paid attention about 20 minutes before that I had said if a leaf lands in my hand I'll believe this and here the leaf was and it was this roundabout way as is life this roundabout way for me to arrive exactly where I was supposed to arrive to receive this information. But how did I get there, right? I got there because I trusted the sign that I saw, right? I paid attention. And when my eyes saw the leaf, I remembered that my daughter had said that, and then I arrived where I was supposed to be. So this is the story that I tell um, the people in my community and my one-on-one clients about 
how we can really play with manifestation and how we can really look at the signs. And one of the things that I always say is life is magic and we are blind. And I truly believe this. And it's only when we can open our eyes or open our senses, these different ways that we receive intuition, that we can start to see this magic, like literally playing out um, before our eyes. So that's, that's my leaf story. You know, you can take that if it serves you. I have one more story uh, to help you understand intuition, and this is called the lamp story. So they have really extravagant names, the leaf story and the lamp story. So the lamp story happened about three years ago. And around this time, I was in the process with my husband of... Um, buying a condo in Pennsylvania. And we weren't really buying it. My husband's parents were buying it. My husband's parents live in Greece and they wanted to have a condo in the U.S. where they could obviously come and be able to see us and the kids and, you know, spend time. But also I'm from Pennsylvania. So they wanted very graciously to buy a condo with where I'm from so that I could have a space to then, you know, be around my parents and we could use this place when his parents weren't there to be around my family. And, you know, from the outside, this is a beautiful thing. Obviously, no one can argue that. However, I, before I met my husband, I had a longtime boyfriend. And one of the things that I did with him is we moved into a townhouse that his parents bought for us. And when my husband now's parents, one of my in-laws wanted to buy us a condo. I had a lot of um, stuff coming up because I was like, oh goodness, this, you know, this is a pattern that I have and things didn't go well with my ex because his parents had bought this townhouse. It it created a lot of friction in our relationship because I didn't feel like we owned it. um, And it just, it just wasn't good. Right. And I didn't want to um, restart this pattern. So I was having enormous reservations about it. A lot of stuff coming up. And on one particular day, we were leaving to go down to Pennsylvania. My husband's parents were there and um, we had just bought this condo, but I was just feeling like, you know, still on edge about it. I hadn't done like any healing work around it and was just like, oh gosh, I'm falling into this pattern. And I didn't want to go to Pennsylvania. I was thinking, I'm just going to stay in New York. You know, my husband and my daughter can go to Pennsylvania. But then, of course, I wanted to hang out with them. So I felt bad about that. So whatever, I called my mom. And I called my mom to kind of like talk about it and, you know, tell her, I don't know, should I go down to Pennsylvania? Because we were thinking about buying a car that week. And um, or should I not? Should I just stay here? And, you know, those moments when you call someone and you're like, I shouldn't have called this person. Like, this isn't the right person to call in that moment. Well, I called my mom and it was kind of that conversation. Like, I'm talking to her, telling her about how I'm worried about going down this pattern and telling her how, like, I don't know what to do and whatever, whatever. And she just starts talking about my ex-boyfriend's parents. Like, she's just like, oh, remember, remember how nice they were and remember how, you know, your, she, the, my ex's mom, remember she made you that lamp, right? She starts talking about this lamp, which like my 
my ex's mom had made for us and it had like shells on it and it was a really beautiful lamp. She, I think, saw a picture on Pinterest and made this really extravagant lamp. Like it was super cool. Um, and my mom starts talking about this lamp, but in the moment I'm like, I don't care about this lamp. Why are you talking about this lamp? I'm not saying this to my mom, but I'm just thinking I need to get off this phone call. This isn't helping. I don't know why she's talking about this lamp. I'm talking to her about present moment stuff. She's talking about the past. It's not helping. So I get off the phone with her and I decide to go down to Pennsylvania because I really wanted to hang out with my husband and my daughter over the weekend and decide to go down to spend the time with my in-laws as well and to go look for this car. So we go and um, my father-in-law and my husband and I, we go look for a new car because our car was like 15 years old. (laughs) So we go look for the first time. Big day for me and my husband going to look for our first car together that we're buying. And uh, we go to different dealerships because in Pennsylvania, I live in this area that has dealerships everywhere. And we go to the Volkswagen dealership. I think that was like the third one we go to. We see a car. It's a Tiguan, if anyone's wondering. And I like fall in love with this car right away. I'm like, this Tiguan is it. I love the Tiguan. But there just so happens to be a Ford dealership right next to the Volkswagen dealership. So my husband and father-in-law are like, you know, we should just go into the Ford one, check out that car, just to make sure, you know, make sure you look at all the cars and try them all out. So I'm sold on this Tiguan, but I'm like, whatever, okay, let's go into the Ford one. So we go into the Ford dealership, and my husband and I, you know, as you do in dealerships, we like slide into one of the cars that we're going to look at on either side, and we're like joking, and I just kind of look at him, I'm like, why are we even in this car? You know, we want the Tiguan, let's go back to the Volkswagen dealership. So we get out of the car, we're in the dealership, and um, I go behind the back of the car and I turn, and there is my ex-mother and father-in-law. And at the moment, I'm just like, oh my goodness, and she, you know, is like, Anna, and I'm like, what? Oh gosh, you know, and we hug each other, and, you know, we talk, and she starts telling me about my dog. So my, my ex, you know, when we broke up, he kept our dog Sedona. She was a chocolate lab. And, um, it was a really hard thing, obviously for me to leave my dog behind and a sore spot because I wasn't allowed to see the dog. And, uh, my mother, my ex-mother-in-law starts showing me pictures of Sedona, my dog on her phone. And it makes me emotional because, um, she's a chocolate lab and she like now has gray around her. And I immediately start crying. And my mother-in-law is just showing me, it's like, you know, she just keeps showing me the photos and I'm like crying more. And, um, she goes one photo too far and it's just a photo of the lamp. And I look at this lamp and immediately I remember that, you know, just four hours before I was on the phone with my mom and my mom was just talking about this lamp. And I wouldn't have even remembered that like I was talking to my mom about my in-laws or about this lamp until I just see this photo and why my ex-mother-in-law had a picture of this lamp is beyond me. And when I saw it, I just remembered and I realized that these were all signs, you know, like these were all signs to get me to right here because I needed to kind of mend this wound that I had, um, where I had this riff that I felt between my ex-in-laws, um, because I never felt like I deserved that townhouse, you know, and I landed in that space to be able to heal that only because, you know, I followed those steps, but 
this one was even more unconscious, right? Like I wasn't even happy when I was on the phone with my mom, but she, it was only when I look back that I can see that I followed these steps and they landed me right where I was. So you know, with the leaf story, it's like I followed, I saw the leaf and I, I kept going. With with this lamb story, it just kind of shows that life is magic, right? And Steve Jobs has this quote, um, and if you were a listener of my my old podcast, The Expectful Podcast, you know I love this quote. I talk about it all the time, but it's, you can't connect the dots moving forward. You can only connect them moving back. And I think that this lamb story is really... Um, a good example of that, right? When you look back, you can see how I landed in this space to be able to see my in-laws, which I hadn't seen in 10 years, um, to just mend this womb and, and close, right? Close this chapter and be able to open a new one, not feeling bound by old patterns or feeling like I'm falling into an old hole. So those are my two stories to really, um, encourage you to just start paying attention, right? Start paying attention to how your life is unfolding and you will see that um, there is definitely some magic in there. So those are my stories. And now before we get into our intuitive practice for the week, I wanted to speak a little bit about how we receive intuitive information. And I touched on this in the beginning that there are five ways that we receive intuitive information and all of us are stronger in different areas. So the five ways, um, the first one is feeling like physical sensations. So say you're talking to someone in a conversation and that person is really sad, you feel physically, you feel their sadness, or maybe they have a pain in their knee and you start to feel a pain in your knee. Like you intuitively are picking up and receiving information from the person in a feeling physical sensation within your body. So that's the first way. And you might, right, I might be saying this and you might be like, oh, that is me. Like I feel what other people are feeling. Um, and that's so so now you know this, how you receive intuitive information. This is how you receive something um, that isn't necessarily being said to you or doesn't make sense, but you just feel it. You can feel it. So that's the first one. Um, the second one is seeing. So that could be seeing with your eyes closed, right? Like maybe you're in a meditation or whatever you see with your eyes closed, you could see images or symbols in which you then interpret. The same thing um, for seeing that you could see with your eyes open. So just like when we get into this energy work, people can see colors, they can see auras, they can see chakras, they can see dead people, <laughs> they can see all different things, right? And that's just an ability that some people have to be able to see and then have to interpret the information. Um, but that's their intuitive way of seeing. So the third one is here. And this is actually my strongest ability. And just like um, after I describe all these, you'll probably be thinking to yourself, whichever one you are, I've been able to hear, you know, for as long as I can remember, but I didn't know that what I was hearing was true, right? For a long time, I couldn't even really hear my intuition just because I had so many thoughts that were on top of it that I couldn't decipher which was which. But hearing can be all different things. And it's hard, at least for me, to have my strongest sense be hearing 
to, I can try my best to describe it, but for me, it's not, it's not like a sound that comes in through my ear, right? But I hear words. So it's like they drop into my head. That's like the, the best way that I could say it. I just hear words. Um, and that's, that's how I hear. And sometimes they're just one word, which most, mostly they are just one word. Um, sometimes they're sentences, but hearing is definitely like my biggest suit. I just hear what is true. Um, so that's, that's the third one hearing. The fourth one is smell. So some people, they, they can receive information from smelling it. And this would be like, you smell something that's not there right? Or that doesn't make sense. Like you're eating something and it doesn't smell how it normally smell. And I can give you one example of this. Um, when I was doing like a lot of energy work at one point, I remember, um, going to eat my morning breakfast, which I always eat the same thing. And it has like nutritional yeast on it. And right when I went to eat it, I just, it just smelled rotten, but the nutritional yeast wasn't rotten. And it was just like this signal to my body through my smell of intuition that like, I should not, you need to like chill out. You need to eat a little less nutritional yeast. It didn't make sense. Right. I even tried to like Google, like what, what could it be happening? And I couldn't find anything, but I trusted it. And some stomach issues cleared up that had been with me for a really long time. So you just want to pay attention, right? Um, and smelling is one of those things. Some people, that's their strongest. Um, some people, it's it's not. So that's the fourth one. The fifth one is knowing. And this one, some people confuse with the feeling, right? Because it's not, it's not a physical sensation. It's just that you know. It's just like you know if something is good or bad. You know if something is true or untrue. Maybe you know, like you're one of those people, if knowing is your strongest, someone lies to you and you just know that they're lying. There's, you don't feel, you don't feel a physical sensation. You just know it's like, that's it. It's just knowing. So those are the five different ways that you receive intuitive information. And if you're listening to this and you're kind of like, oh, that one's me or that one's me. Awesome. Like just then kind of harness that, right? use that as that is your strongest one. And then from there, if you really lean into your strongest one, the other ones will also kind of come in. They like team up and, and you'll start to get strong in other um, arenas too. And then they all play together, right? Uh, to allow you to receive different information. So it can be really cool. Um, but I think that the the main the main place to start is just knowing and understanding what is my strongest and then just moving from there and playing around and knowing the other ones, right? Like just knowing what they are is really helpful because the next time that you smell something, then you might pay more attention, you know, and you'll notice other people don't smell what you're smelling. Uh, and the same thing with hearing, right? Like that's why meditation is so cool. And why I believe hearing is my strongest is because I am so seeped in meditation. Um, I've been a meditation teacher for a long time now that I can really understand what is a thought and what is not. I can just really, I just really know. Um, I filter that very quickly. 
So hearing just happens to be my strong one. So if you want to increase your hearing one, that's a way to do it as well. Um, If you want to increase your seeing one, one way that has really helped me with that is understanding, at least with your eyes open, that it's kind of seeing past things. So like if you say you lay in bed tonight and there's like the moonlight shining in through your window or there's a candle on or there's just like a little bit of light in the room if you kind of rub your hands together, and I'm going to hear it so you can hear the sound, right? Like you rub your hands together, you make some electricity in your hands. And then you just hold your hands a few inches apart and you look at your hands. So it's dark, but there's some sense of light in the room. And you just kind of see if you can see the energy flowing between your palms and fingertips. And the way that you do this is you kind of look past the physical body. So it's like you kind of allow the outer edges to blur and you look past the fingers. You you just look past and allow things to soften and you might see a glow, like an energetic glow around the fingers or in between the palms. And you just play with that. So, so much of this time, these things are like the opposite than what we think, right? We think that when people see with their eyes open, like colors and stuff, that it's just like, um, like how we see anything, right? But it's, it's a little bit of a different way of seeing, at least in my experience, it's kind of between the lines. Uh, That's probably the only way I can describe it. So really be open to how you're experiencing these different ways of receiving, receiving intuition, because there's no, um, there's no real right or wrong. You have to let your imagination flow. And when you're open enough to trust your own imagination, that's when things really start to wake up. So don't necessarily listen to exactly what I'm saying or listen to what other people are saying. Experience it for yourself and you'll start to become much more open and aware to how you're receiving um, because you have a unique way of receiving all of this information whether that's hearing or seeing or smelling, there's a unique way in which you receive that. So, okay, let's just box that all up. That was a lot of information. Um, So we're about to dive into our practice, but before we do that, I just want to share why we're going to be doing the practice that we're doing. And this practice is obviously for um, creating space for us to open our intuition. And the way that we... um, kind of build that ability to receive intuitive information is by literally creating space. So we turn down our thoughts, we turn down our emotions, um, we allow ourselves to center within our heart because our heart center is like the most powerful electromagnetic space in our body. And we want to just zoom in there and allow that electromagnetism to kind of spread out and just create space, right? So the thoughts and emotions fall away. We create space. We open and expand. And we just feel and listen and see and become open to intuitive hits, however they're going to come in pretty easy, right? Um, and one of the things we'll also be doing is grounding too. So we ground so that we feel grounded and then we open. 
All right, guys, let's do this practice. So we are going to do a standing practice. And again, if you can't stand, if you're in a space where you can't do that, sitting is totally cool. Laying down is totally cool. I just happen to receive um, and feel energy better when I'm standing. So always up to you. If you're laying down, lay down, be open. If you're sitting, sit comfortably. If you're standing, allow your feet to be hip distance apart, maybe a little wider if that's more comfortable. Allow your knees to soften. And wherever you are, just close your eyes. And just feel your shoulders effortlessly dropping away from your ears. Feel your breath just gently arriving in your body. Just notice where you feel your breath. So for some, this might be in the heart, maybe in the belly. Maybe you just feel the sensation of the air flowing in and out of your nose. And just do a very gentle body scan. So just starting at the crown of your head, just drawing your awareness up there. And just letting your awareness scan down your body noticing any areas of tension or tightness and just imagining that that tension could just flow down letting it go and almost like you could imagine just giving it to the floor beneath you just letting it flow off your body into the floor already creating space And as you settle into this just gentle space of relaxation in your body, I want you to draw all your focus, attention, and awareness to the bottoms of your feet and the base of your spine. Just imagine that these spaces could simply soften and open so that you can begin to allow the energies from the earth to start to flow up and into your body it's okay you know if you don't know what these energies are just let your imagination flow know that the earth wants to support you, so just allow its grounded energy to flow up and into your body as far as up as it feels comfortable. And as you receive, receiving this earth energy, just notice how your body feels. So notice any temperature changes, 
Notice if you feel heavier, lighter, shorter, taller. Just become aware, receiving this energy from the earth. Almost like you could breathe it in through the bottoms of your feet and the base of your spine. As you continue to receive this earth energy, we're going to call in your unique energy, your unique signature and essence, and that's going to come in through the crown of your head and the palms of your hands. So just draw all your focus and attention and awareness to the palms of your hands and the crown of your head. Imagine that these areas could simply soften and expand. Just silently say your name to yourself three times, calling in your unique essence, your unique energetic signature. You're going to feel it flow down through the crown of your head and into your brain. Feel it flowing up and into your arms and shoulders, intersecting at your heart space, flowing into your spine and nervous system. Allowing it to flow down and pour into your hips, your legs, your feet. And just offer this energy to the earth. So the earth needs your unique signature, so just give it. So now you're in the space of receiving the earth energy and at the same time giving your unique essence to the earth. Again, just notice, notice what your unique energy feels like or sounds like. You might hear a sound or see a color, feel a sensation, just notice. What does it feel like to be filled up with your unique essence? continuing to allow yourself to receive and give just draw your awareness into your heart center just feel your breath within your heart feel your heart expanding forward to the sides and backwards just feeling this space starting to create be created within this heart center. And just imagine that this space within your heart could start to flow into the rest of your body. So maybe it's a color, 
Just allowing this color to start to flow around and into your body. Noticing how your thoughts just fall to the background. As this inner knowing at your heart center just starts to move into the foreground of your awareness. Any thoughts or emotions just falling away. As you create this space. As you're in this expansive awareness, just want you to silently ask yourself, What is true? And just allow whatever answer to arrive and notice how it arrives. Do you feel it? Do you hear it? Do you just know it? Do you see it? Do you smell it? Opening what is true, just open to the answer. Take a deep breath in. And a long breath out. Just feeling yourself in your body. Feeling this openness. Continuing to receive the grounded earth energy and Continuing to feel your energy pouring down and into your body and out into the earth. And just keep this energy within your body. As you just start to allow your awareness to land back in your breath. Feeling your breath where you feel it most prominently in your body. And taking your time, just feeling your body settled onto the surface beneath it. And there's no rush. When you're ready, you can very gently just allow your eyes to open. Just taking in the space around you, maybe noticing if you feel or notice anything a little bit different now. And so this is a practice that you could do at any time, right? And it's really just allowing you to 
feel the energy in your body, right? Which we do in all of our practices, but then really opening so that you can start to receive intuitive information and understand what it feels like or sounds like or looks like in your unique structure. Um, So just a practice that you could do, you know, every day might be really cool. I tend to do practices like this every day until I really feel like I have received the knowledge and the benefit to understand it on a completely different level. Um, So this is um, this week's Mothering Awake episode. This is our practice talking, you know, and experimenting with intuition. If you'd like to see the, the intuitive movement practice that we did for this, it's over on at Mothering Awake on Instagram. It's the yin massage heart opening practice. So it's on IGT, um, IGTV, (laughs) yeah, IGTV over on at Mothering Awake Instagram. So you can always jump in and do that physical practice before you do this meditation or after or really any time. I don't know about you, but that um, you got to check it out. It's like a yin massage for your body. It just feels super good, especially because as we're recording this, we're in COVID-19 and you can't go get a massage unless you live with a masseuse, Um, which in that case, and I said this on the video, I'm super jealous. So we have the opportunity to nourish ourselves right now and give ourselves a massage. So something that you can check out there too. Um, Yeah, I hope that you enjoy this practice. I hope it serves you. Take care of yourselves. Check in with yourself um, every single day, whenever you need, as many times as you need throughout the day. And I am sending love. Until next time, see you soon.